Bible prophecy tells us that in the latter days, a group of nations will form a massive military coalition and invade Israel. The prophet Ezekiel provides amazing details about this war, and he even identifies the nations that will carry out the attack. Who are they? And did you know that the stage is being set right now for this prophetic event? That's our topic in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast in which we learn how we can keep watch and find hope as we grow in our understanding of Bible prophecy. This is Steve Miller, and in this episode, we continue our look at the prophetic hotspots in today's world. So far, we've already talked about Iran and Russia. In this upcoming episode, we're going to look at Syria and Lebanon, two countries that could very well have a major role in the future invasion of Israel. In 1948, Israel became a nation again. The Jewish people had been scattered all over the earth for nearly 2,000 years with no place to call home. But through a remarkable series of events beginning in the 1890s, the Jewish people began to move back to their homeland. And not only did Israel become a nation again, but the Hebrew language came back to life again. All of this was prophesied for us in the Bible. Ezekiel chapters 36 and 37 describe for us how God would restore the nation of Israel and make it prosper. We've seen that happen before our very eyes. And today, Israel is a strong nation that is a world leader in many cutting-edge industries. But when we turn the page to Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, we find prophecies about what will happen next to Israel. Either immediately before or during the end times, there will be an epic attack made against the Jewish nation. Ezekiel chapter 38 tells us that these attackers will come out of the uttermost parts of the north, and there will be so many that God says they will be like a cloud covering the land. This strike force will have every intention of annihilating Israel, and the Jewish people will appear to have no chance of surviving. Now what's amazing about this prophecy is that today, we're seeing all kinds of stage-setting activity take place on the other side of Israel's northern borders. This activity lines up with what we can expect to happen in the days leading up to this future invasion of Israel. Right at the beginning of the prophecy, Ezekiel names the nations that will provoke this attack, and a careful study of the ancient place names listed in Ezekiel 38 verses 2 to 6 reveals that this military coalition will include Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, possibly Algeria and Tunisia, Sudan, and several of the territories in the southern part of Russia that were formerly part of the Soviet Union. As we look at these countries today, we can't help but notice that all of them are Muslim nations except one, and that's Russia. This makes sense, for we would expect that the widespread Muslim animosity toward Israel will play a factor in the invasion along with the desire for plunder. Ezekiel 38 verses 12 through 13 say that the invaders will come for Israel's riches and wealth. Now, the hotspots we're going to look at in this episode aren't named in Ezekiel 38, but based on what we see happening in Syria and Lebanon, it's very likely that these two countries are going to play a prominent role in this future invasion of Israel. 
Let's start with Syria. Syria lies to the northeast of Israel, and the two countries share a common border. Syria has been in a state of war with Israel since its birth in 1948, and Syria absolutely refuses to recognize Israel as a nation. Today, Syria is best known for the civil war that has been going on there since 2011. This war-torn nation is very weak, and it has survived only because of help from Russia and Iran. Iran is involved in Syria in a big way, and a lot of people wonder why. It's because for a long time, Iran's goal has been to be the dominant power in the entire Middle East. And a very effective way that Iran has worked to fulfill this goal is by establishing terrorist and militia groups in other Middle Eastern nations. These groups are used to create what we call proxy territories or proxy battlegrounds that help to advance Iran's interest in those locations. Back when the civil war broke out in Syria, Iran immediately came to the aid of Syria's president, Bashar al-Assad, who has been the dictator there for more than 20 years. To help with the war effort, Iran recruited its proxy terrorist groups to come alongside Assad's forces and push back against the anti-government faction. Over the years, as the wars continued, Iran has provided many billions of dollars of aid, an estimated $30 billion to more than $100 billion, just to keep Syria in al-Assad's hands. In 2015, al-Assad asked Russia for additional military help because at the time Syria was still in danger of collapsing. So Russia brought fighter jets to an airbase in Syria for use in airstrikes against the anti-government faction. And Russia also brought in some ground troops and advisors as well. Together, Iran and Russia continue to fight on behalf of Assad, but the country has seen a lot of destruction. More than half a million Syrians have been killed, and more than 13 million have been displaced. 90% of the people live in poverty, and government and healthcare services are almost non-existent, and violence is very widespread. Because of all the help Iran has given to Syria during this civil war, Iran had demanded major concessions from the Syrian government. These concessions give Iran a lot of power in the country, and Iran has also insisted on a controlling interest in many parts of the Syrian economy and government. So massive is Iran's support that if Iran were to pull out, Syria would collapse. Iran has also established permanent military bases in Syria. And Russia also has a permanent air base as well as a naval base. Another thing that Iran is doing is that it has built ballistic missiles factories in Syria and has been sending massive quantities of weapons into the country. In the news, we hear frequently about Israel's airstrikes on weapons sites in Syria. And these strikes are meant to protect Israel from danger. Israel is doing everything it can to slow down the number of weapons that Iran is transferring into Syria. All of this extensive involvement by Iran in Syria has put Iran right on the northern border of Israel. Geographically speaking, Israel and Iran are separated by a thousand miles of desert, but that distance has become meaningless with Iran's virtual control of Syria. Now let's look at Lebanon. Like Syria, Lebanon has largely become a puppet of Iran. One of the major political parties in Lebanon is Hezbollah, a terrorist group funded by Iran. 
Iran's support of Hezbollah is estimated to be anywhere from $700 million to $1 billion per year. This gives Hezbollah a lot of clout in Lebanon. And this clout actually belongs to Iran, because Hezbollah is committed to doing whatever Iran's supreme leader tells them to do. On top of all this, Hezbollah has a huge weapons stockpile, well over 100,000 rockets and missiles, all of them supplied by Iran, and all of this firepower poses a very serious threat to Israel. Much like Syria, Lebanon is bad shape. The country is impoverished. Its people have suffered greatly. There's a lot of political infighting going on, and there are severe shortages of fuel, food, and medicine. In Lebanon's most recent election, Hezbollah lost its political majority. But because this terrorist group has such a strong military and weapons presence in the country, it is still able to bully the Lebanese government and the people, which means that Iran still has a lot of control over the country. Now let's back up and return to what Ezekiel 38 tells us about this future attack against Israel. Two of the most significant nations named in the Ezekiel 38 invasion are Russia and Iran. Both have large militaries, and both have advanced weapons. The two are strong allies, and their presence in Syria and Lebanon poses a great danger to Israel. Even though Syria and Lebanon are not named among the invading nations, I believe that we can legitimately consider them as part of the coalition because both countries are essentially proxies of Iran and because Russia is based in Syria as well. With all that Iran is doing in Syria and Lebanon, it is now in a very strategic position to achieve its goal of wiping Israel off the map. And we know from Ezekiel 38 that Russia and Iran will be among the enemies that attack Israel. Because Syria and Lebanon are right on the northern border of Israel, they may very well end up serving as the gateway through which the Ezekiel 38 invasion takes place. These are the reasons that we can include Syria and Lebanon among the prophetic hotspots in today's Middle East. As we did in our podcast on Iran and Russia, I'd like to talk about how we can be in prayer for both believers and unbelievers in these two countries. Christians who live in Syria receive persecution from two different fronts, from the government and from Islamist groups. It's common for Christians to lose their jobs and for Muslims who become Christians to be rejected by their families. There are some churches in Syria, but they face a lot of restrictions, and they've also had the challenge of trying to stretch their resources to help huge numbers of war refugees. We need to pray that believers would not get discouraged by their overwhelming circumstances and that they would uphold one another in the midst of persecution and rejection. And there are many Muslims in Syria who have become discouraged by all the devastation caused by the war. We need to pray that they would search for and find spiritual truth. Pray that in their hunger for peace, they would find the Prince of Peace. Going over to Lebanon, believers who live there face incredible challenges as well. Remarkably, the desperation in the country has made unbelievers more open to receiving not only physical help, but spiritual help too. Pray that Lebanese believers would be ready as opportunities arise to share the gospel and that they would provide real and tangible support for their unbelieving neighbor. Another way we can pray is for the large refugees camps in Lebanon. Many of the people placed by the civil war in Syria are now in Lebanon 
in these refugee camps. And there are Christian church groups from Europe and the West, and maybe your church is among them. These churches go into Lebanon, and they send people to minister to these refugees, and they bring needed supplies to them. So be praying that Christians everywhere would be generous in providing support. That translates to printed Bibles, clothing, and other necessities for these refugees. My hope is that this episode on Syria and Lebanon has given you a clearer sense of what is happening in today's Middle East and how we can be praying for those affected by what is taking place in those countries. In the meantime, we need to keep watch and find hope. As Jesus himself said, we're to live with the expectation that he could return at any time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. If you'd like to make use of other Bible prophecy resources I've developed, you can find them at stevemillerresources.com. That's stevemillerresources.com. And I would like to close this episode with a big thank you to Harvest House Publishers, which has made this podcast possible. Mm-hmm.